This episode of Sharing Life Lessons is sponsored by Unidragon. Are you looking for an amazing gift for your partner, family, your friends, your relatives, or your coworkers? Look no further. Unidragon wooden puzzles make gifts with a wow factor. Unidragon's puzzles are interesting for adults and children. The colorful puzzle designs are of the highest laser cut quality. Each puzzle is packed in a premium wooden gift box and new puzzles are released every month. Unidragon's customers buy their puzzles again and again. To get a special 10% discount, go to www.unidragon.com and use coupon code LIFE10. Welcome to episode 68 of Sharing Life Lessons. This is season 7. We are one spirit, one soul, and together we are creating a library of stories and life lessons. I am your host, Hamida, and I want to bring you stories. Because stories matter, stories inspire, stories teach, and stories heal. हमने भी तेरे हर एक गम को गले से लगाया है है ना ऐ जिंदगी गले लगा ले लिसनर्स अलाउ मी टू फर्स्ट ट्रांसलेट दिस सॉन्ग टू यू ओ लाइफ एम्ब्रेस मी आई टू हैव एम्ब्रेस्ड एवरी सिंगल सैडनेस यू हैव सेंट माय वे इजंट इट ओ लाइफ एम्ब्रेस मी also let me tell you why this is the opening to today's episode i am a lover of music music brings me joy i am forever humming during the day at home for a few months i awaken with a song in my head to me it works as my message for the day from my guiding angel the day i was scheduled to interview our guest for today i awoke with this song in my head no it was not a song i heard or was humming the day before in fact i have not heard this song in many months but the lyrics are synchronously relevant to what we are going to discuss today believe it or not my production assistant the universe thought this would be a great opening to today's episode and so do i our guest today is visually impaired and takes us through his journey from not being disabled to slowly becoming disabled his stories and enthusiasm for what he does just blew me away and i'm sure this dis- this discussion will do the same to you everyone please join me in welcoming vineet saraiwala welcome vineet to sharing life lessons it is wonderful to have you as a guest for the listeners vineet is in india i am back in the usa and Vineet is my third guest from India. Many people ask me how I find my wonderful guests. Here is a perfect example of one way that I find them. My guest for uh, episode number 67 was Karen and after we finished the interview if the guests enjoy the experience they say hey how about you think about interviewing this person and that's exactly what Karen said she said oh i know this wonderful person vineet i think he would be a great guest on the show how about you interview him and i reached out to vineet and vineet graciously accepted so thank you vineet no thank you hamida for this i think karan is too sweet <laughs> <laughs> so vineet why don't you start us off by telling us something about yourself please Sure, sure. Just to introduce myself, I am a person with visual disability, 
and i have retinitis pigmentosa it's like i call it as an intersection between reality and illusion when i was born in jamshedpur and this is a, like a small town i could probably see a lot much and my vision kept on deteriorating deteriorating and right now it's close to 10% but that does not matter i've cycled like 5000 kilometers on the cycle ran several half marathons studied in one of the best b schools in this country did a lot of work with a large retailer where made shopping accessible for people with disabilities and now i've started a social entrepreneur <laughs> a uh, journey with a platform which uh, brings dignity to people with disability by giving them livelihood so this is me in short that is amazing and the name of your entrepreneurship is atypical advantage yes yes it's atypical in every sense and i hope this interview also is atypical <laughs> i am confident it will be and for listeners atypical advantage has its own website if you are curious to know more please do go to the website i will have the website on my show notes and vinita i want to let you know that my son who is 18 years now has run three half marathons so far he started when he was 14 and i was so proud of him when he did that he did it on his own he self trained and i feel the same pride for you that's so interesting for me and i think your son could relate to my half marathons which i have done in like the highest of places oh, <laughs> which I'm... is ladakh in 13000 feet oh amazing amazing i probably would love for him to meet with you if that's okay <laughs> yeah sure sure okay vinit let's hear your story vision impaired done all of this that is even difficult for those with vision and then this amazing social entrepreneurship that you have embarked in so would love to know how you got to where you are and would love to know your story sure so i think just a brief on atypical advantage it's India's largest inclusive platform you can book performing artists dancers singer musician magician you can actually hire people with disabilities and you can book services like massage physiotherapy you can buy artworks and products and probably this is a unique platform globally there is nothing like this and it can generate employment at scale for people with disabilities in our country but i think the simplicity of this platform has come probably from my own assets because i feel that because of being a person with disability i have that empathy and i could understand people with disabilities at a deeper level and lot of this goes back to my childhood i used to play cricket i was a big fan of cricket and watching sachin tendulkar on tv and we were diagnosed when i say we because my brother is also a person with visual disability mm-hmm. and so both of us were diagnosed with this rare genetic condition called retinitis pigmentosa and in this what you can see now you cannot see let's say 5 years down the line or 10 years down the line because your vision deteriorates as you progress and we, how old were you when this was diagnosed so basically i was 16 years old uh, when i was diagnosed as such and right now i'm like close to celebrating my 30th birthday and i would like to tell you a turning so i was always good in studies i had a surgery in standard 11 and that spoiled my left and when i say it means like my left eye currently if you look at it it's quite small and yeah. anyone who looks at me 
can figure out that there's something wrong and mm-hmm. i i think this is the definition of perfection in our society right if someone mm-hmm. is short or someone is tall or if someone does not have a leg or a hand we feel that this person is imperfect and since i belong to a small town the first question which people used to ask me that hey why is your eye so small and i had stopped going outside my house because i was maybe embarrassed and that acceptance did not come to me i actually wore tinted glasses to hide the left eye mm-hmm. so at that point i had vision and uh, these tinted glasses was just to hide my left eye's uh, real size so that people don't ask questions that was my lowest point sort of a thing in mm-hmm. my life because i was not ready to accept my eye condition the way it was i i was feeling quite low and obviously the deterioration was there every day every moment it was going down and uh, basically at, at a point i could no longer hide this because my vision had deteriorated a lot this is the beauty of this disease that uh, it shifts from like being a person non disabled to moving towards disability and at the same time it requires that mental toughness mm-hmm. to know that it will go down and down no matter what and same way for my parents because as any parent they go too overboard in trying to change the status quo and for me that is probably a, a, a important lesson especially from a parenting point of view that uh, my parents were trying to do everything like ayurveda homeopathy allopathy i got live injections in my eye without anesthesia i have like taken all kind of ayurvedic concoctions two different kinds of homeopathic medicines to all kinds of doctor consultations but if some disease is incurable that is a fact scientifically so we should not try to actually overdo like my parents fasted gave me carrot juice did all kinds of yoga i used to walk on the grass but everything has limitations mm-hmm. and uh, we have like really understood this after 25 26 years of our own journeys when we have completely stopped and once you do that i think you get tremendous confidence i think uh, if you would have told me to do this interview 5 years back i would have completely declined it because i was not ready to even talk about this or mm-hmm. accept my eye condition my transformation probably started the day i started accepting that i have certain limitations as such and uh, probably that gave me that confidence because i think sight is just one of the things it does not define me in any ways in fact amit i was feeling so happy about uh, something which i did yesterday uh-huh. and it's so fresh in my mind i executed remotely in a mall uh-huh. where six artists with disabilities painted live on the canvas about global warming and probably this is unique uh, as such the live uh-huh. band was performing uh-huh. on the left hand side on the right hand six artists were making their canvas painted live simultaneously uh-huh. and there was so much crowd people had gone crazy because oh. this is something which is they had experienced for the first time in their lives and it was like carpets huge backdrop a famous celebrity hosting the show and uh, even the organizers do not know that this was executed by a completely blind person 
That uh, is as awesome. Such, so I had sent two of my flow managers there. The entire event was designed me by me, and uh, it got executed, and I got that tremendous confidence. Like for example, when I was dispatching these backdrops or artworks, it it it's actually funny that I have an art platform and I talk about beauty and aesthetics, and we have already sold close to hundred artworks, and the people say, "Hey, Vinit, how's this painting?" and let me tell you the last person who can tell you about beauty in a right. visual sense right and it's it's actually ironical that i sell paintings which is to do with so much visual things in nature and i was so proud of myself that look i can actually execute a event at a massive scale like that karnataka government guys were there and it was hilarious for me at the same time i was i got tremendous confidence and imagine six artists with disabilities who got so much confidence when the entire audience were cheering them up and when they saw the abilities of people with disabilities live mm-hmm. that raised tremendous awareness in that audience because my central thing is don't treat person as more human saying that hey you are a superstar you are a rockstar or you have six sense specially able differently able or treat anyone as less human saying that hey you can't do anything in life you don't have any abilities what will you do and handicapped and so on what i essentially want is people to treat the other as anyone else i think that's the only thing there's no funda or lesson to communicate with any kind of person with disability without disability or any marginalized section so yeah that is an amazing story thank you for sharing that so i already have too many questions in my head so let me just start off with taking you back to when you were a teenager and when you felt like your vision was deteriorating how did you prepare for that you knew at some point what you're seeing in front of you if you're seeing a big mountain and its beauty or the ocean and its beauty you knew that at some point in your life you were not going to be able to see that so how did you mentally prepare yourself uh, see i think that's a very important question and it's very tough as i told you previously also it took me so long to accept my eye condition because i was in a shell i was not even ready to accept this natural course of phenomena which was probably going in my life and i did not accept it till very recently imagine 25 years i was just struggling with this phenomenon of accepting that oh god why did you do this to me mm-hmm. uh, seeing the world and not seeing the world itself hurts and i won't say that it does not hurt me at this point also it hurts but i think the uh, pain is slightly lower i'll just tell you one beautiful instance which probably changed my outlook towards a lot of things so when i was running in uh, ladakh and for me in these high places you can recognize right your breath becomes faster and w- one thing which you grasp for is, is also your breath and i actually just thought to myself uh, when i was running in the beautiful pangong lake that the only thing which we should be grateful towards is our breath that we are breathing every moment and look at the extras which we have if i look at my extras in life other than that breath is i have two hands two legs a loving family friends wealth 
I have so many things to be gratitude towards. And the only thing which we focus on, at least for me, is the loss of sight. But I need to be grateful for so many things which I have rather than only looking at one thing which I don't have and make it the focus of my life. So that was number one. As you wanted to know the story of atypical advantage, it's when COVID pandemic hit, I used to get a lot of CVs of people with disabilities since I was working in a retail company leading their inclusion and hiring piece and I've made shopping accessible for people with disabilities in the country. So I used to receive so many CVs from people with disabilities and that was number one trigger. The other trigger was when I was working in the company, we wanted to hire a model for our regular fashion show, which was nothing to do with disability. Why can't we have a model uh, on a fashion line, right? Mm -hmm. Because there are so many talents of people with disability across the country and I was not able to find one. Imagine in a country of a billion people, I being connected to so many NGOs, Mm -hmm. Being a person with disability, struggling to find a model and a voiceover artist in this country. And I just thought to myself that why can't we create this where every talent of people with disabilities are transparently listed. So if you want to hire a singer on our platform, you can listen to his singing abilities. We don't tell you that you can hire this singer because he's a person with disability. Mm -hmm. We tell you that look at his singing abilities. Everything is live on the website, by the way, there's complete transparency listen to his story the bio is there mm -hmm. and then make an informed decision if you want to hire a dancer go and look at his performance and then make your choice so the idea is we are promoting abilities and they just happen to be people with disabilities and that is the lens which i value deeply and uh, that is how the platform functions so everything is based on abilities we have more than 600 plus talents on a platform with their own beautiful story. So that is how the platform was conceptualized. And because of this clear need gap, which I understood while working in my uh, previous organization and COVID triggered it. And as I think COVID has widened the inequality gap in our country with people with disabilities, the last to receive any kind of support, three fourth of people with disability don't receive any support from organizations and the government combined. Look at uh, people now using Zoom and Teams. Mm -hmm. And the beauty is when people with disabilities were asking for work from home opportunities, this was never given to them. Correct. And now the entire world is embracing it and saying that, look, work from home is possible. But mm -hmm. the irony is when people with disabilities demanded it for years, that never happened. Again, the irony is if you look at people with hearing disability, there is no sign language. People lose out on audio communication, which is happening on Zoom and Microsoft Teams from organizations. If you look at people with visual disability, most of the softwares for collaborations are not accessible. The entire schooling and education system is completely inaccessible. And COVID is widening this gap. And someone needs to do something about this. Our efforts are geared towards addressing a very small gap, but an important gap. This entire company is born during COVID. All our employees are virtual and still we have gelled together. And Hamida, you'll not believe like we have more than 300 plus volunteers who have helped the entire platform. All the stories on our website have been written by volunteers spread across the country. So it's, it's a lot of people came together and <laughs> brought it.
need the tagline for my podcast is we are one spirit, one soul. And this probably is a great example of how we are one spirit, one soul. It took the 300 people to come together to make this wonderful thing happen. So anything is possible if we all come together, work together, have each other's back, help each other. Then we come up with these wonderful initiatives like you came up. I also want to tell you about your story that you said about how you're proud of yourself that you did that event yesterday. No. What I want to point out is that you kept saying, I'm so proud of myself. And that pride shows in your voice. And I guess it, the less, life lesson is we all need to start being proud of ourselves like you are in every achievement that we have, because that gives us confidence, that gives us happiness. And when that gives us happiness, our vibrations rise. And then we start attracting those good things in our life. So Vinny, thank you so much for actually displaying that for us. And what more happiness when you can create employment opportunities for people with disabilities, artists with disabilities who have not even sold one painting because of COVID. But 50 artists with disabilities have sold one artwork each on our platform till now, in spite of so many challenges and difficulties. Obviously, it, uh, there is a joy behind that and it makes me happy. Yesterday, in fact, I received a call from a mother mm -hmm. and she started crying to see her uh, son's painting on a, one of the largest retail platforms in the world and she just broke down. And somehow I broke down just realizing that important work which I have been doing in terms of giving hope to people with disabilities and hope is a big thing as I told you about the story of six artists with disabilities painting live mm -hmm. imagine what kind of dreams and imaginations in the audience as well as the artists a lot of them also probably would not have done something like this for so many years these are I think tough days but I think hope is what we should focus on. Interesting. So where do you want to see a typical advantage go? What's your future dream for it? My dream for this in the next one year is to create 100 opportunities for people with disabilities in one day. We are already hitting one opportunity daily, whether it's terms of selling artwork, products, jobs, services, event shows. The idea is 100 opportunities per day post one year yeah so that is our dream which we are working towards to all the listeners out there if you need to employ someone or if you need to buy artwork or if you need to get someone to sing in your events you know a typical advantage has the talent and has the right people for you so let's all get together and see that that hundred per day dream is achieved Vineet, let's move on to life lessons you must have so many life lessons that you've learned from this beautiful story that you just shared with us tell us what your life lessons are sure so, so i think even before this interview i was reflecting on that what are like some of the important life lessons which i have uh, probably uh, gone through in my journey i think the first one is clearly acceptance accept the way you are if you are fat it's fine if you are thin if it's fine if you are short tall person with disability woman it does not matter 
acceptance is the biggest thing you'll see like for example a lot of people who are like saying hey i look very dark or mm-hmm. i look very fair so i was in that same trap right just because my left eye was not looking perfect i did not accept it who defines perfection the society cannot define perfection for an individual and that is very clear to me because i can tell you it has taken me 25 years to just accept me the way i am and it's a difficult journey but it is a process for every individual there is no formula to say that okay you listen to me and next morning you'll accept yourself the way you are and it applies to anyone a person with disability without disability if you have any challenges limitations problems just being aware and accepting it the way it is i think lifts a lot of burden and the next question to ask after you accept it that is it controllable for example if you look at my condition could i control this thing from my capacity with all the money and things could i do that the answer is no mm-hmm. then why should i bother about things which are not beyond in my control i better focus my energies on things which are in my control mm-hmm. and accept things which are not in my control i think that creates that stillness so that is for me the biggest lesson which has taken me 25 years that so- is beautiful beautiful and i also want to remind uh, you of one more life lesson that you mentioned along the way is gratitude be grateful for what you have don't focus on what you don't yeah probably if we have time i just would like to add another lesson and that's like pretty important uh, which i have again realized in 30 years if people know me i have been very competitive for example getting into a b school is like the rat race and it's like the best of the best get selected mm-hmm. and that place is very competitive and for me also i always wanted to be the best and uh, study hard in office it was always about how could i reach to the cxo position work extremely hard get good performance reviews how can i increase my salary to 10x 12x that was the mentality where i was coming from probably because of the b school experience i also so that was number one and the second thing uh, probably you see when i was running or cycling it was always about my timings like when i was running and half marathon it has to be under let's say 2 hours 15 mm-hmm. minutes mm-hmm. or when i used to cycle it was always about how fast can i cycle long distances i was completely in that competitive mindset in sports as well as in my career and probably that competitive mindset is necessary but sometimes we go over into that trap of maybe comparing your life with other people and mm. and the moment you get out of that trap i think you feel liberated for, for example let's say when i was into my salary trap okay what's my salary i was always comparing it with let's say my batchmates and that is a never ending journey right once you become a cxo you could i get more shares or probably how, how could i even just double up my salary or even reach a higher position a better company so that's a never ending ending chase yep. and same same way with running or cycling so the point which i wanted to tell you is uh, that now i feel in gratitude and i don't compare as well as focus on what other people do even if i fail or not anything probably that metrics would not be defined by the society it would be defined by me yeah 
So, Vineet, can you please take that message and give it to parents in your own words as to when parents are looking at their kids' grades or what they're achieving in primary school or middle school as they're growing, when parents start saying, look at what this other kid is doing, which you're not. Tell the parents how your message about not comparing relates to that. Uh, That's a pretty interesting question. Uh, There is this beautiful quote, which says, everyone is good at something. And if I just look at my life, for the first 15, 20 years, my parents tried to just follow the notion of a perfect society, get the best grades. And that was a Mm -hmm. journey of fitting into the society. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that's the same mindset with every child or even every parent. They try to fit that how can my child be the best in terms of the societal defined norms. For example, if their social circles will have toppers and IAs and IITs and so on, they'll try to make the child like that. But no one asks that child that what do you want to become? The idea here is even in my life, my parents in the initial so many years to make me fit into the society. But you realize that that harms the child in a lot of negative ways. So I would not advise any parent to do that and ask the child what he wants to become and focus on his strengths. As a, For example, every day I get images on WhatsApp. I could obviously feel miserable, said, hey, I can't see this image. And and trust me, sight is very important and it happens to me every moment. For example, right now, imagine Hamida not able to see you. I can feel bad or sad at any moment. I think this same thought might go with every parent, right? When the child is weak in maths, they might feel miserable saying that, hey, my child is weak in mathematics or he's not doing well. But I think uh, that is also a notion which the society has defined. You have never asked that child that what is he good at and probably focus on the energies. I think your child will tell that answer to you. Don't try to fit him in that same societal bucket of the preconceived definition of perfection. As I told you, perfection will not be defined by the society. It would be defined by your child. That is such a beautiful message to the parents. And I really wanted that to be spoken about over here because the kids do not learn to try to fit themselves into society unless the parents have taught them that. That's part of nurturing. And so if the parents get out of that cycle, then maybe when the kids are teenagers or have grown up, they will be of the mindset that I don't need to fit into the society. I am myself. I am an individual and I should be able to live my life the way I want to. So Vineet, I could go on and on talking to you. I have been enjoying this discussion so much. We are ending with a beautiful message to the parents. And I know there are a lot of parents in my listenership. So I'm so glad that we were able to get that message through. Vineet, thank you so much for being on the show. Like I said, I could go on and on talking to you, but this is a good place to end. Thank you for being on the show. I hope we stay in touch. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thanks a lot for inviting me. It was an absolute joy just to converse. Sure. And all the best for Atypical Advantage. Thank you. 
Listeners, I hope you were as touched listening to Vineet as I was talking to him. What Vineet is doing can't be easy, but at the end of the day, it is inspiring. He and his team are helping so many dreams come true. We too can play a role in helping Vineet achieve the 100 employment engagements per day goal that he has for Atypical Advantage. From Karthik, who is autistic and sings in events and competitions, to Shruti, a teenager who dances beautifully from her wheelchair, to Virali, who glides down the runway as a model on her throne with wheels, her wheelchair, and many more talented people can be found at Atypical Advantage. I personally am already seeking someone from the talent pool to help me with my social media marketing for this podcast. As always, here are my key takeaways from this discussion. One, acceptance is key. Accept yourself for who you are. Accept both the good aspects of you and your imperfections. More importantly, society should not be able to define perfection for an individual. If we all understand this individually, and since we ourselves collectively make up society, then if each of us stops exposing our definition of perfection on others or be concerned about other people's definition of it, then right there we will together bring this wave of change that is so needed in society. Acceptance is particularly important when what we have is not in our control just like Vineet's condition was not in his control. The reason Vineet is taking the time out to share this with us is so that we don't suffer in non-acceptance like he did. It is almost as if he's telling us that it took him 25 years to understand this key message or key life lesson. We should learn from him so that we don't lose our valuable time. Two, gratitude. We tend to focus on the few things we don't have, but we don't focus on the many things that we have. The beauty of this lesson is that it is coming from someone with no vision, which we all know is no small thing. So really for all of us who have the gift of vision, could we use Vineet as a role model and immediately start focusing on the multitude of things we have, starting with our breath? And lastly, for ourselves, Let's not go through life comparing ourselves with others. It will only lead us to despair and wanting more and getting stuck in the never-ending chase. For parents, Vineet's message to us is crucial. Don't compare our children to other children. It is because we are doing it. They will continue to do it all their lives only because it is what we have taught them. Help them get out of the cycle of compare and despair. Let them be their own individual self. And as Vineet said, everyone is always good at something. This brings us to the end of this episode. I will bring you another episode of Sharing Life Lessons next Wednesday. Until then, be happy, be safe, and be well.